why should kids have to go off the derech to afterwards learn that Hashem doesn't want to hate your guts and banim atem l'Hashem aleikeichem? Why do we have to become 40 years old and find a, a Sefer Nesiv Shalom, which is authentic Yiddishkeit, right? That tells you that Hashem loves you and He's rooting for you and He wants you and there's nothing you can do to ruin the relationship. Why do we raise the kids one way, right? Fire and brimstone and Gehenim. And then if they go off the derech, we start talking to them like we do in Eishat Torah. God is love. God is wonderful, Hashem is fantastic, Hashem is beautiful, and do what you can and you'll do more. And we start motivating people. How do we get all these kids back? How do we make thousands of Bali Tshuva? We are capable of battling the devil. We can make Bali Tshuva from Jewish people who are brought up like Gayim. We can win them back if they give us a time of day because what we have is real. We're not scared of McDonald's. We can win them back with love and understanding and showing them that the Yiddishkeit is beautiful and, and showing emunam betachen. We don't give any of that to our children. The children sit and go, do, force, blah, 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 blah. They go off the derech, we start saying, uh-oh, now we got to teach them care of stuff. It's so crazy. The kids, by the time they're 10 years old, should have emunah and bitachen, and gamzul and Hashem loves you, and everybody should be motivated, idud, encouragement. So the tzaddikim of all the books, every litvisha, chasidisha, talk about idud, encouragement. Never shut down a person. Don't ask such a question. How do you talk like that? We don't ask, we don't do, none of that. We love questions. The whole Yiddishkeit, ask, we're open, we're smart, we're not scared of questions. And a kid asks a question, he gets shut down. We're, we're, we're compensating for so much damage done to kids. Why? Why do we have to damage kids and then do kirav on them? Be makar of them, we'll make a program, and we're going to teach the kids to be wonderful and loving and teach them olive bays. And you can ask a question, say, why does the gimel look like this? Get out of my classroom? Yeah, well, that's a great question. Future Rebbe Kiva Eger over here. Be inquisitive. Look at the question. This is great stuff. Right? Show them. Teach them the Siva Shalom. Right? So I, I, I gave a shear on the Siva Shalom, and a father said, I don't want my teenager hearing this stuff. What? What stuff? Rebbe Shach said that the Siva Shalom is the Mesilus Sharem of our generation. And he was a Chassidish Rebbe, so the Chassidim follow him. He was on the Mayatzas Gedele Torah of Yisrael. Everybody held of him. The Svaradish, everybody. But he writes something that no matter what, you can never ruin it, you can never destroy it, no matter what you do. And he gives encouragement that because sin is inevitable, because he understood that the generation needs to know that even after what you did, Hashem is waiting for you to come back. And he has so much tire about that to give idud encouragement. And this father says, no, I don't want my kid to know that. My kid's going to know that. He's going to for sure sin more. It's like they don't understand anything about human nature. They think that these kids are never going to sin. How, fine. We never want the kid to sin. Good. But how does he feel after he sins? Like a piece of garbage. And these kids are lost. They don't know what to do. They feel like garbage. And we're withholding all the Torah that tells you, no, the fact that you feel bad afterwards shows you that that's not who you are. Because if you were so bad, you wouldn't feel bad. So the only nefila that you feel is because you really belong in a higher place. And Hashem is waiting. The whole Torah of, of all of this, there's so much there. No, first you have to become miserable and broken. If you, and if you're 40 years old and you're in shul and you pick up a, 
a Meshivas Nafesh from Reb Nachman, or you pick up a Refutin, or you pick up any, say, Rebellion, Desler, then you could start hearing what Yiddishkeit is all about, for real. It's so Meshuga. It's so Meshuga. But the reason is because we're scared to talk honestly to the teenagers who are in school and to younger kids. We're scared because they think, oh, if they're going to know that if you sin, Hashem doesn't burn you in hell forever, that's going to motivate them to sin. And it's not true. When they sin, which happens to everybody, they, they feel so lost, they drop the relationship. If we would teach them how to deal with it. You know, and it talks about sin, he talks about reality, talks about thoughts, it talk, it's real. And that's, it's a big problem. You have to give kids encouragement. So my kids, unfortunately, I would say, knew because of my business, which I don't charge for, right? Since they were born from, I was four years old to 22. They know, and I've told them, you know, they know, I will love you no matter what. It's not an incentive to go off to Derech. If you're happy and you're Matzliach, you want to be from. Our kids want to be from just like we want to be from. My Tati will love me if I take off my hat. Is that an incentive to take off my hat? So I told one father, he told me, he's a Satmar father, and he said, you know what, I'm willing to hug my son even though he shaves. But not in front of my other boys. I said, why? Because they're going to see that even if you're going to shave, I hug you, they're all going to go shave. I said, really? None of your kids want to be Satmar? None of them want, they didn't buy in? Why don't they feel passionately about a beard like you do? Where's your chinuch? That's how much your chinuch is worth? That as soon as you say, okay, listen, if anybody wants to shave, I'll hug you, they're all going to shave. Nobody wants a beard. Where's the chinuch? Why didn't you convince them? That this is the right way to be. Tell them why you why you have a beard. Explain to them why this is a better way to live and it's a happier and more avoida and chasidus. Sell it to them. No, I can't sell it to them. They're miserable. They all want to be flappish guys. So you know what my plan is? Not to give them a hug. Because if I see that, I said, what's going to happen about your levaya? They're going to be handing out trimmers and razors and shavers. Tati's not here anymore. I mean, at some point, you've got to train your kids to want what you want. To really want what you want. You have something that you feel is precious. That's why you're living your life this way. So teach your kids why it's precious. Why they're giving up on, on that. Otherwise, everybody's like, no, I'm right. You know, they say, who's the frumak and who's the, the bum? Whoever's frumer than me is extremist. He's a frumak. Whoever's less from than me is a bum. Right? And we all find this kind of interesting position of like, 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 Right? Um, and that I do, but I talk in shul, but I don't listen to her on anything. And, that, and I'm perfect. This is the right way. I'm normal. Right? For shaduchim. I remember I, I call people on, you know, shaduchim. They say, oh, the girl, oh, she's normal. What's normal? What you think is normal is not what I think is normal. I think you're crazy. Most unnormal world is normal, right? My father has a pillow. It says, the whole world is crazy besides for you and me. And I'm not so sure about you. Right? So everybody says, normal, normal, normal. Like, what's normal? Everybody thinks that the kid is normal. normal but <laughs> right, exactly. Explain to your kids why you're living your normal. Why is your normal normal, right? Very from, but down to earth. You know, but I, I, but you could chill with me, but I think, but you can't, like, it's called chinuch. It's raising them up to want to be like you want them to be. And, and of course, sometimes there's trauma and there's reasons why not. But I'm talking about the healthy kids who are just not buying in. They're just like, why do I have to be like this? Because you were, and Zaidi was, and Elta Zaidi, what? Why do I have to be like this? So when you have them, 
when they're 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, you're walking to shul, you're holding their hands, explain it to them. Show them the value of why we live the way that we do. And, and you might want to explain to them why we're not frumer. Better come up with a reason for that also, otherwise they might by accident become frumer. Like, why are we perfect? Why is this the way to go? Right? Why? Why? Well, if I wear a hat, why do I wear a hat? Why, why can I not wear a hat? Why do I wear this type of hat and that type of hat? Explain it to them if you want them to, to understand why you do it. And what happens is you're going to realize you're going to be very vulnerable because maybe you don't understand why you do it. If you don't really understand why you do what you do, we got a problem. Because how are you supposed to give over to the next generation to continue playing a game that you don't even know why you're playing? Right? And they're not going to do it if things become difficult. Now, if things are meimenuchais, everything is nice and calm, and, you know, row, row, row your boat, right? So then, okay, my father wore a hat, I'll wear a hat. But if you have a kid who's all of a sudden very fancy by nature, he's going to want brown shoes. And you're going to freak out. You know what? You've got to come up with an actual reason why shoes can't be brown. Do, you actually have, do we actually have a reason? You've got to come up with it. Otherwise, kid has brown shoes. What are you going to say? Okay, so explain it to him before he likes brown shoes, so that way when he goes to the store and sees brown shoes, he'll have that feeling. Don't play catch-up. Don't play catch-up. Okay, once they're unique, you're stuck. People don't want their kids to be unique. People want their kids to be like them, and not firmer than them, and not less firm than them. Right? What? I, I, I don't, and guess what? I told my kids, if you guys don't want to dress like this, I will love you the same. Life is a journey. you got to pick what you're going to be. And they know that it's true. If I don't have a reason why I wear this hat, how can I be angry at my kid for not wearing the same hat that I don't know why I'm wearing? <coughs> what happened, actually? We used to like, we used to wear white hats, right? We used to wear most of the G'daylam. I see from the black and white pictures, their, their hats were white. Now you cannot wear a white hat. Very bad. Very bad. Very, very bad. White hats are for Goyim. Or for Rosh Hashivas of 1920. But now they're for Goyim. If they come back in style, we will let you know until we tell you they're for Goyim. Straw hats. Anybody remember straw hats? Now there's just one black hat. That's it. And I'm talking about my kind of hat. The normal kind. This is Avi Fischoff, and I can be reached at twistedparenting at AOL.com.